Aloha, E-Hawaiians. Welcome to the part three of Three of Pinoy's On The News. Two episodes ago, we had Rhea Renoff of News 11.30, and then last week, we had Jason Pierce of CTV Morning Show. This episode will be as special as the two because we have another amazing journalist in our show. Guys, we have been inviting a lot of Filipino journalists. The stereotype should be changed, you know? The stereotype should be Filipinos are all journalists. Okay, now from nurses to journalists, speaking of that, uh, have you guys imagined yourself being a newscaster in the radio or TV or before we did this podcast? Who do you idolize or why or why not? Uh, for me, I I didn't see myself being a newscaster. I'm, I'm bad in like public speaking. <laughs> <laughs> or like just speaking but uh, of course I, I was like in theater so I, I do imagine myself on TV but not in, in journalism I, I have uh, big respect to journalists and the person I idolize a lot back home is actually Karen Davila hindi si Kalat Karen <laughs> Kalat Karen is good, no? She's also uh-huh. from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I also didn't imagine myself being like a news anchor or a journalist or anything. If ever, mas gusto ko yung more on the feature, feature ones. Like yung yung magta-travel or yung titikim-tikim ng mga luto ng mga ng mga feature na restaurants and all that. So, yeah, maybe ganun lang. The, the lighter side of it, but not really the strict news anchor or journalism whatsoever. Um, the one that I really like or idolize, actually kasi friend ko siya, si um, DZMM si DZMM uh-huh. Traffic Angel si Barbie Salvador. <laughs> so, um, uh-huh. org made ko siya sa Ateneo before. And then, yeah, yeah, nakatuwa lang siya. Kasi naging beauty queen siya and then eventually nag-ano siya, nag-news anchor, per- primarily traffic reporter. So, yeah. Pero ngayon, I think, uh, close kasi yung DZMM and all that. Eh. So, yeah, wala na siya doon. But yeah, idol ko yun. Ako definitely, kaya ako nag-mascom, di ba? Kasi, um, for a time, gusto ko maging uh, part ng media news kanyan. Pero, I had a brush with fame. No, sumali ako sa ano, ano yun? Family Feud. Tapos, oh one episode, tapos one episode lang yon. Tapos, after one episode, nag-recognize ako ng buong barangay. Tapos, hindi na ako matahimik. One time, may kumakatok sa bahay namin. So, parang, ayoko na, ma- ayoko na mapunta sa TV. just ko, ayoko nang ganon. Oh my God. <laughs> Tapos, ang ina-idolize ka nun, sino ba? Siyempre, nung bata tayo, ayo. Nolly Di Castro, ganyan, Mel yeah. Shango. Alright, good answers, guys. No, 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 definitely not Lee Sonsa. <laughs> Maski, nung bata ako, meron na akong, ano, discernment, charat. Alright, so, let's be serious and deep for a moment. The reason why we invited these three journalists, aside from, of course, being proud of them, being Filipinos, is because we want to highlight these amazing people who are contributing so much in our society and the world. And this time of global crisis and increased attention on anti-black racism as well as anti-Asian racism. The lack of racial diversity in news and media has become more apparent than ever before, especially in the U.S. and Canada. So diverse newsrooms are needed to accurately represent black, indigenous, and people of color and their experiences. So join us once more to talk about this in today's episode entitled, What's Roasting? Be nice on the news. Really? 
Trilogy Part 3! We're so slow. This is Jill from Vancouver, Canada. Bienvenue, E-Hawaiians. Bon journey, bon week, whenever you decide to listen to our show. And I'm with my co-host. Nimenhao. Wow, and this is Ro as joining you all the way from Christchurch, New Zealand. Kia ora koto katoa from Aotearoa, and you are with the Ihao guest for today, last but not definitely the least, is a journalist with CBC Radio in Vancouver. Let me give some definition and understanding what CBC is if you're not in Canada. So it is actually a big deal. CBC stands for the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, branded as CBC Radio Canada. It is a Canadian federal account corporation that serves as the national public broadcaster for both radio and television. So it's huge. And according to CBC Media Center, our guest is the host of CBC Radio 1's BC Midday Open Line show called BC Today. Michelle Elliott is an award-winning journalist with CBC Radio 1 and has become a familiar voice as a regular guest co-host on regional and national programs interviewing community members and prominent politicians as well as authors and musicians such as Douglas Copeland and Biff Naked. Um, I think she, she is a Canadian singer and songwriter. But Michelle's true passion is for the open line, where her skill at engaging callers probes further into their viewpoints and digs deeper into their personal stories. So we will know more about her, so let's kick off the conversation right away. Russ, the floor is yours. Wow, the floor is mine. <laughs> Welcome, Michelle. Welcome to the show. Kamusta? Ay, mabute. Magadang hapo po sa inyo lahat. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, and thank you very much. Michelle, for, thank you for guesting. For guesting and saying yes to us. Um, first of all, how are you doing amidst all the crazy things that are happening in the world right now in this global pandemic? Yeah, um, you know, relatively well. Thank you for for asking that. Um, it's hard on everybody. Uh, I think I feel a lot of that too. You know, the anxiety of um, the pandemic and wanting to stay safe, wanting to make sure that your family is safe. I've been working from home, um, so I've been doing the show actually from my basement. Wow. Uh, yeah, every day, and so that. That's been, uh, it's come with its own challenges. You know, technically we had to figure things out, especially at the beginning. Uh, our audience had to be a bit patient with us. Uh, there were some technical issues, but we worked it out. Uh, and I think we have it all um, it, running pretty smoothly now. I have gone in a few times to do some shows uh, and I've gone back a couple of days this week. Certainly it looks different, far fewer people. Um, at the station, uh, everybody wears masks and you know lots of rules, um, but it's kind of what's needed to stay safe. So uh, definitely, I'm experiencing what everybody else is right now. 
Yeah, and it's kind of like being like a common theme for different countries and different industries as well. No, yung working from home it becomes na normalized na siya talaga. And then yeah, yes. even yung studio audience being um just on TVs and screens and all that. I even see that in Ellen show. Yung audience. Yeah, that's right. Nice. Uh, yeah. And even the <laughs> voice. Yeah. Ay, oh, oh, yes. see, yeah, I see some the voice clips. Yung audience nga nila. Audio participation. Pretty interesting, no? Talagang, um, yeah, kailangan talaga natin mag-adapt with all the challenges yeah. and all that. New right? innovations. Yeah, and we have to transition to this like new form. Correct. Like, new innovation and new new platforms and new ways of delivering what you were delivering before. Yeah. So, and I certainly think that media played a big role during this coronavirus phenomenon. No? So, Michelle, what's like your involvement in the coverage of the pandemic health crisis, particularly there in, in Canada? Yeah, so here, um, you know, I see our role really as getting the information out there because it's so uh, fast uh, changing. It's ever changing. Um, and it's different w- depending on where you are in Canada. Um, and you know the in terms of the number of cases uh, as well as what's open or closed or what um, the kind of restrictions are so our role I see our role is really getting the proper information out there for our audience um, so that they uh, they are informed and they know exactly what uh, what's needed for them to be able to stay safe and I host um, a call-in show so the nice thing is like today you know you know, we had uh, two doctors on and we just sort of opened it up and let people call in with their questions um, because everybody has a specific situation, uh, you know, and they, they're trying to understand how to interpret the rules for their own, you know, living arrangement, um, where they live, where they work, how can, how this is applied to them. So I think I see that as my role is being able to um, provide the answers, not for me, but for the experts, uh, for uh, individual situations that can be very different. Um, the other thing is, you know, I host like a, a call-in show around the province and I see it as a way for people to still stay connected. You know, like the way that you guys connect really around the world and it's it's sort of representing how Filipinos uh, overseas can connect wherever they are in the world. That's how I see our show. Um, it's connecting British Columbians because it can be very isolating this time, um, especially as we head into the fall and uh, a lot of people will be stuck at home and may not be, won't be able to see their loved ones. So I, and, and maybe and they won't be able to go to, you know, community gatherings. Um, you know, like I used to go before uh, the pandemic hit, I used to go to a lot of school school events because of my kids. And it, it felt like such a community. And I think people, you know, are, are missing that. And so I, I try to make the show a place where people can connect as well. If they're calling from, you know, up north in Prince George, British Columbia, down to, Vancouver to the city to Vancouver Island then they feel like they're connecting with everybody else it's a place where they can feel a sense of community so today we talked about Halloween and what are the things people are doing how are you staying safe so we had callers come in and you know just say well we're gonna do um, a walk outside with my kids but at least they get to tell us that and and 
you know, you're, you have a relationship with me while we're talking. At the same time, you have a relationship with the audience. The audience gets to hear more about you. So I see those two things, you know, providing information and providing a sense of community when maybe you're missing that right now. That's awesome. Yeah, I like that. Um, because right now, we just really need to stay connected in, in the ways that we've never done before. Yes. <laughs> yeah. However we can, I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, Michelle, I'm just curious, and of course our listeners would be, can you tell us how you became an award-winning journalist? Like, what's your journey like? Oh boy, yeah, you know, it's funny you were talking about whether you were interested, um, you've ever been interested in, in, in working in uh, the news. I have always been since I was in grade eight. And I remember exactly why I always liked writing. I've always enjoyed uh, reading, you know, novels, but also just I really like writing. And so in high school, um, someone suggested to me, oh, you should think of becoming a journalist. Journalist, and that just kind of stuck. Um, and so since then, I always just looked at any avenues that I could follow to get to journalism. So whenever there was a speaker at my school who would talk about, you know, what courses you could take, um, I had a writing teacher who was just awesome and would give me advice. Um, so since it, it really started back then, and then I went to um, UB, the University of BC and I majored in English literature, um, but the they have their uh, a radio station, like a, a university radio station called CITR, and you may know of it, Jill, uh, and they have a news department as well. So I, I you know, uh, went in and signed up my first time ever at a radio station. Uh, it was pretty intimidating, but I went in, and met everyone they were so supportive and you know they trained you on how to work the microphone and how to roll up your levels and record yourself so that was really an eye-opening experience for me and since then um uh yeah starting there i then looked at what could i do after graduating from ubc so you know um what are the kind of post uh grad programs I could go into. And so I went to um, a broadcast journalism program at uh, BCIT, which is another um, uh, uh, post-secondary institution here in BC. And they have, they do broadcast, they specialize in broadcast. And I kind of knew at that point, I wanted to do radio. Um, because when I was in high school, I, I, I didn't know, I just thought I want to do journalism. I don't know what kind, like I, and even at when I was at UBC, I looked at print, I looked at, you know, different um, platforms, but I realized after doing CITR, I like radio and specifically CBC radio. I became a huge fan. I started listening to it. And I just became such a big fan. And so I uh, applied for an internship out of BCIT and it just started from there. I interned uh, on the afternoon show at CBC radio in Vancouver and kind of just stayed there. <laughs> so I went from uh, interning and then I worked different shows producing work as a reporter for a bit um and just kept kept at it uh and then a few years ago um i started doing a lot more stuff on air i did a column and and it just kind of all led to um being able to host this daily show that i do now wow that's awesome 
You really need to have that dream, hey, from the start. <laughs> it was a dream, and I don't know that everybody has the same path, but uh, yeah, it really was. Yeah. Um, how about the uh, Filipino background? Because we are very curious about that. Can you tell yeah. us your story and how did you guys end up in Canada? Yeah, so I was born in Manila. Oh. Manila represents! Yeah. Yeah. Manila! <laughs> um, Um, and I left actually, I was there until I was 12 years old. Oh. So I remember a lot. Uh, and we just decided, my family just decided to immigrate um, when I was 12. And we settled in Vancouver, uh, North Vancouver specifically, because we had already had family there. Um, and yeah, that's it. Um, It's kind of a funny age. I don't know. Like it's a it's an interesting age to move. Like everybody I knew either was born here or moved here at a very young age. So 12 is like, oh, you know, I, <laughs> I you definitely know the experience of being being an immigrant. You you understand like what the challenges are, um, and you remember what life was like in in the Philippines. So I I have a really good sense of what that experience is like because I was old enough. Yeah. Right. Okay. Now we asked this question to Ria and Jason, and we're gonna ask the same to you. What's the most fulfilling aspect about being a journalist, and how does having a Filipino heritage contribute to it, or is it a disadvantage? Uh, I, yeah, I wouldn't say it's a, it is a disadvantage. Um, the most fulfilling aspect. Uh, I you know I'd be curious to hear what Ria and Jason say or said but uh for me it really is getting to hear people's stories um that's actually what got me into uh into journalism in the first place i used to um, watch a lot of documentaries and with cbc radio i used to listen to a lot of radio documentaries and it was just about like people's lives um and hearing Yeah, just hearing what their lives were like, what are the challenges that they face, and how do they navigate those challenges. Um, that for me is really the the best wow. part of being able to provide a platform. Like, and and you know, that's what I'm so fortunate that I host this call in. It's like it's a call in show, which means it's for people, and they share they share a lot about their experiences. So. Um, It's such a privilege to be able to hear that, and then and and be able to sh let other people hear it too, and kind of to be able to guide and help that person tell their story. Um, that is just the, you know when I feel really like yes, this is this is what I got into this for. Oh, um, but uh, having uh, a Filipino background. You know, I would say what I talked about earlier, being mm -hmm. immigrant, it, it it made me just understand. Like when people talk about their challenges, if I kind of have that understanding of it, of like this was some, this is something new to you that you didn't know you would face, and now here it is, and how are you going to deal with it? Um, you know, that's something that I experienced at a young age, and I think that that. It just contributes to having empathy and compassion for people yeah. when they're telling their story. Uh, so I think that that it's just been so ingrained in me to um, be understanding, because that you know, like that 
it was it, you know it was a challenge obviously when you when you arrive in a new country and I mean you guys know right it's you're you're adapting you're learning about your new environment um, and that sense of uh, displacement is something that stays with you and so I think that just helps me to understand other people when they feel like whoa I'm I've I'm in a new situation in a, in a, diff, in a new challenge and how do I go through it so I just I think that background of mine helps me to do that hopefully right right and that's beautiful no and very interesting take on it like you you get to have that sense of empathy because of the things that you yourself has also has undergone um previously so speaking of heritage and ethnicities and all that what can you say about the representation of like people of color in the media um do we have lack of it or is there something that needs to be improved in that sense? Yeah, sure. It's such a good conversation to be having. Um, there is a lack of it. I think it is improving, but uh, certainly a lack of it. And, uh, you know, I would say with the decision makers, that's, you know, that's what we would like because um, it's it's important because those that's how you direct how a story goes, right? And um, when the people who decide uh, how we do stories um, and, and and the approach that we're going to take or what kind of coverage we're going to do, uh, that's when we're really able to be reflective and accurate. Uh, so certainly, like, absolutely, representation is very important at all levels um, of, of the newsroom. And that's, that's a real goal right now. Um, and it's a really good conversation to be having because uh, I, I, I think you said earlier accuracy um, you know it's just important to be accurate in our job and if you don't have that point of view or that understanding of different communities then you your story is not going to be accurate but there's there's a likelihood it's not going to be accurate so um, in order to provide that accuracy you need to have good understanding so representation um, contributes to that. And then, you know, when, when it's not accurate, it can fall to the kind of coverage that's uh, othering um, and not inclusive. And so it presents various communities um, as, as other. And so that in turn can, can hurt communities um, because, you know, there can be stereotyping um, and that's that that can hurt communities. So for so many reasons, um, representation is good. It's good to keep making it a goal. Uh, and yeah, uh, it, it, it's a good conversation that we're having right now. I do really appreciate it. Right. So in relation to the, to that, do you have any um, words of advice or encouragement to people of color, Filipinos or Asians who are really interested to get into this industry? Yeah. You want me to give advice? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see. So in terms of uh, advice, I would just say whenever I give advice, I say, like, it's a very different um, landscape now than when I started. Mm. Uh, and so it's it's hard for me to say, here's how you do it. But I do think the great thing now is you, social media gives everybody a good platform. Um, and so I think if you're able to use that to your advantage to kind of put your name out there, that's always good. Uh, 
and you know there are so many ways like a podcast that you can put your voice out there mm-hmm. but in terms of 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 getting uh getting into journalism i think it's you know it's always going to be the same uh just if you're if you have a passion for storytelling if you have a passion for um for the news and for representing your community i think that's just going to come through uh and you know the good thing is i think outlets are always looking now always looking for good new voices um to include uh in their workforce so hopefully that is something that 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 will help you and i think too the more there's representation this is another reason why representation is good the more it encourages um people who are uh people of color in 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 those communities uh-huh. to say that's something that that i can do right. um you know i i looked at, at at journalists on television and and i said okay if there's some representation uh it made me think yeah there's a place for me there so i think the more yeah. that you have representation it just uh it it, it encourages others uh, from bipoc communities to say yes that's that's something that I, i i should look into i can look into they have their role models um so hopefully that that is helping as well yeah oh, i'm excited for you to hear jay Jason's uh, episode because he basically said the same thing. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's great. I um I went to journalism school with him. He was uh, just one year uh above me or ahead of me. So, mm-hmm. we got to see each other and I hadn't seen him in a very long time. And then last year, we got to co-host actually Philippine Independence Day together. So that oh. was Yeah. Okay, so for our last um, interview question, uh, based on our research, and to end it on a high note, you received lots of nominations and you're like an award-winning journalist. But this one in particular, we are very curious about. You had a story about immigrants learning to swim later in life. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us more I about that? I love that story. It was very first person. It's me. <laughs> Oh, okay. But it's because I'm taking my kids to swim class and I noticed um a lot of the parents who were there uh, uh part of me I was taking my kids to swim class but then I decided to go to swim class and I noticed a lot of the parents who were there were there because they said they never learned but they wanted to learn now that their kids were learning. So this was just um uh that's where that precipitated and started but um that is you know part of the 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 learn to swim campaigns that that you'll read about they do um uh have programs for new immigrants who just you know did not learn to swim growing up it, it perhaps wasn't uh just a part of uh, of growing up for them so um i just did a story about that and myself my own journey in learning how to swim and going to classes and why i didn't learn when i was a kid but also i got to interview some uh, wonderful people at a local pool uh, about their own journey and um, what it was like for them and how hard it is and how intimidating and scary it is to learn how to swim and go you know jump into the deep end when you don't know but that was really a fun and that again very fulfilling story to mm-hmm. tell 
Yeah, so yeah, say, that's uh, true. I learned how to swim too here in Canada. Yeah, really. Most Filipinos don't know how to swim, <laughs> and and it's a country depending of islands. Yeah, yeah, depending on the Okay, wow. All right, um, Michelle, any message to our listeners that we call e Hawaiians, and any shout outs or anything you want to promote, or where where can where our listeners can follow you? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, the, the show I uh, host is called BC Today. It's, it's on CBC Radio 1. If you'd like to take a listen, you can find us on Twitter at BC Today um, or uh, cbc.ca slash BC is where you can find us as well. Perfect. Uh, okay, perfect. All right. Now we're going to do a fun segment. So we will have a sh- short quick open line game yes questions again we love asking questions and michelle likes doing open line questions so <laughs> these are open questions from our caller and let's start with you jill okay caller number one if you could have any job other than being a journalist what would you want to to do or to be tour guide and i would love to just i i Actually, when I, whenever I'm on tour somewhere, I think I would love to do this. Taking people around, going to the sites, explaining the history of them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Caller number two. If you could save just one, would you rather save humanity or the earth? Oh, my goodness. Doesn't one <laughs> the That's other? That's a toughie, eh? <laughs> I feel yeah. like yeah. save earth, save humanity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she said Caller number three, yeah, yeah, yeah. Caller number three, if you could give yourself or your younger self any advice, what would it be? Oh my goodness, uh, relax. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I tell my kids this all the time, actually. Nice. I tell my especially because yeah, just uh, you know, you, when, sometimes when you work really hard, you can put a lot of pressure on yourself. So. Uh, be kind to yourself, I think is what I would yeah. say. That's good. That's a great advice. Caller number four. If you became a multi-millionaire overnight, what's the first thing you would do to your money? Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine that. How does that work? <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. I, I, could, I couldn't hold on to it myself. I, <laughs> I'll split it up and give it to others. I... I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Caller number five. If you could eat lunch with one famous person, who would it be? Oh my gosh, that is such a good one. Uh, I can't think. There's so many. <laughs> oh. um, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Okay. My favorite uh, journalist, one of my favorite journalists, Adrian Arsenault, CBC journalist. Mm-hmm. I, I'll have lunch with her. Yeah. Adrian, if you're listening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and last caller, caller number six. If you had, if you had more courage than what you have now, what would you do differently in your life? Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, what would I do differently if I had more courage? Oh boy. <laughs> These are tough questions. Yeah. These are really good questions. Yeah. Tough and deep, no? At the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Um, yeah. You know, I always thought uh, I would live 
in a different part like i i um not now but when i was younger i would have lived like in a different part of the world yeah. oh yeah Another place. Yeah. Mm. I think we also had like one guest before na if they get their turn back time because they must travel to discover more and everything. Yeah. yeah because you actually learn and discover a lot not just on yourself no, but with the world it's a world then if you go travel and live in another country. Yes, so, definitely. Yep. I'm sure you're learning that. We are. Yeah. <laughs> we are. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So thank you very much for answering our questions. And dami, and especially for the gimmick segment, no, they're deep and they're hard. No, so thanks for <laughs> Yes, and to add our trilogy for news anchors, here's a quote from Aburjani. I think she he is an American historian and all that. So there's no envy jealousy or hatred between the different colors of the rainbow and no fear either because each one exists to make others love more beautiful why did you Ganda, choose that ano? why did you choose why that si Jill pumili nito eh wait lang may background noise ako <laughs> um, I don't know why Jill chose this but it's really uh, beautiful in terms of like um yung isa sa mga pinag-usapan natin ngayon people of color representation in any industry we have to promote it more we have to do better at it so hopefully we get to that any shoutouts guys? Jill you go ahead any shoutouts? Uh, shoutouts um, it's Halloween party in our company today and I won so thank you for all the voters <laughs> I did oh the dead of you... I did the dead of the day can you post it in our story? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, post it. Yeah, so that the EOIs will be able to see it as well. How about you right now? Okay. Um, I, was, uh, I was supposed to fly back to China to go back to my job the other day, but it got cancelled. So I think I am unofficially looking for a new job. So hit me up, reginald.weatgmail.com. <laughs> for any job relating, related to um, yeah. English learning teaching and all that yeah okay English something so shout out mo na rin yung Dole <laughs> for doing a good job <laughs> okay okay so last weekend we had our labor um, weekend tournament here in New Zealand the biggest Filipino volleyball cup every year na ginaganap so our we did get the championship our team Aww. but a big shout out to my team the Auckland Harbour Filipino Sport we weren't able to defend the crown, crown no, the trophy but we but we were still um, silver medalists and I myself won best libero so thank you very much for <laughs> recognizing <laughs> um the things I can do and also we just had the referendum results here in New Zealand preliminary results so the New Zealand majority of the New Zealand people voted yes for euthanasia and no for um, cannabis um, um, being used for you know the usage of it in a non-medical terms legalization of marijuana so yeah uh, yes, yeah, so for recreational use. So sorry, na lang sa mga chunky friends. <laughs> but yeah, it's legal here. And wait, lang. Lastly, I'm here in Akaroa in New Zealand. So a big shout out for Waffle to Waffle House, because I'm using Wi-Fi okay. to make this episode possible. <laughs> Thank you, Waffle okay. House. Wow, wow, what a great episode! And please 
to follow and DM us on our social media accounts. Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Just search for Ihao Ihao Show. Our Facebook, Ihao Ihao Show. Twitter and Instagram at Ihao Ihao Show. And you guess it right, Gmail is Ihao Ihao Show at gmail.com. Pare-pareho naman pala. Ina lang inisa. Ihao Ihao Show. Thank you guys. This has been your Ihao Ihao Show Season 3 with Jill Red and Raw S with our special guest, Michelle Elliott. Thank you very much, Michelle. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. Salamat. Salamat. Ihawayans, join us again in our next episode, possibly our season ender, na ba? So don't forget to tune in to the news. Bye, Ihawayans. Stay safe, stay healthy. Bye. Bye.